this retro thing for what it is Nostalgia goggles heavy on those things when we were kids I've got the memories of falling while my hair is turning gray I'm digging back on all the things that were better yesterday So for all those things nostalgic I also do is delight Hey, Sam, also, knock, knock. Who's there? Mortal. Combat. That's not, that's not how knock, no, knock jokes work. No, that's not You fucked up the joke. You fucked up me getting to go, Mortal Combat! <laughs> Whatever, we're not starting over. Welcome to episode 136, where, spoilers, Sam also's here, and we're doing Mortal Kombat. But are we doing the games, Sam no. also? No. no that would take too long because there's a lot of those. We are doing double the bang for your buck, except most of you are not paying for this. There's a Patreon link in the show notes if you want to change that. Um, more bang for your almost buck because we're going to do them both. Or like both the 90s ones anyway. There's a bunch of like spinoffs and stuff like that. But I didn't know that there were a bunch of spinoffs. I thought that the one coming up was kind of it they they did like a i don't i think it might have been like straight to the internet i don't remember but there was like a series like a web series or something hmm. i have the blu-ray it's called mortal kombat legacy i forget how it worked but no these ones we're gonna do uh 1995's mortal kombat introducing us to i think at the time he was just paul anderson he didn't have to clarify which paul anderson he was yeah i think it was just paul anderson in the the credits yeah yeah it was he doesn't become paul ws anderson until let's see if we can identify the exact movie it looks like the first resident evil they were like you gotta slap a ws in there that would have been my guess yeah so this is sort of it he did one movie before this but this was sort of our big his first big one and, you know, his introduction to the world of, I like to adapt video games into movies, except I'm better at it than Uwe Boll or Uwe. I forget how to pronounce his first name. I don't think it matters. It, he's a, he's a chef now, right? Did he finally Is give he? up? Oh, I didn't know I think know he was the right person. I think he started a restaurant. Oh, well, good for him. I mean, Fine. <laughs> I wish you him know more what? success there than he had in his filmmaking. Yeah. It took him a while to find what he's good at. <laughs> But I'm glad he eventually got there. I mean, we're assuming that everyone doesn't leave his restaurant with horrible food poisoning. <laughs> we are. I feel like that news would have penetrated our circle, though, because it still would have been enough to say, hey, that, that guy who directed our Alone in the Dark gave a lot of people in Germany the shits <laughs> at his chicken restaurant or whatever he opened. I don't know. But. When you Google him, he is now a Bowl German restaurateur. <laughs> Nice. Good for it him. just completely wiped his filmmaking legacy. Good. Someone, somebody needed to, because I saw way more of those movies than I should have. And not even one came close to being, oh, well. No, they're terrible. Every here's single a, one. Here's a participation medal, at least. Uh, you, so you had not seen these. No, I thought maybe I had seen the first one like years and years ago, but watching it, I'm like 95% sure I never did. Do you have any background with the video games? I was a big fan of the Super Nintendo Mortal Kombat. I think that's about as far as my experience with them goes, though. That, now, which one, though? There was three of them on the Super were Nintendo. Were there? I don't know. We no. were poor. Whichever one we owned. I don't know. <laughs> Not, neither of those statements helped answer the question. <laughs> Let's assume the first one, because it would yeah, have gotten that, that's the probably cheapest. A safe, that's probably a safe bet. I played a lot of two. I only kind of played one because the Super Nintendo version didn't have blood. And I rented three and thought it was kind of bad. But I played a ton of Mortal Kombat 2. And maybe it I wasn't thought, the first one then because it had like the blood flying when you punched people. Then it must have been two. Yeah. Maybe okay. three. Definitely not one though. Uh, we saw, I saw the movie in theaters. If you had asked me in 1995 what my favorite movie was, it was either this or I guess whatever the newest Jim Carrey movie was, so maybe The Mask 
Batman Forever, but this was right up there. My dad took me and my friend to see it, which is crazy because he doesn't care about video games or sci-fi or fantasy, but there's a lot of dudes punching dudes, so I'm sure he was fine. So thanks, Dad, for taking me to go see this movie that I know you had no interest in. And I watched it a lot on VHS, but I this is probably my first viewing in 20 years, I would say. Still remembered it pretty well, because I cannot overstate how much I watched this on VHS. <laughs> but why we why are we doing it is because, one, as you mentioned, there's a new Mortal Kombat coming out uh, in just a few, I think it's like, like, it might be like a month to the day in, in mid-April. But April's probably going to be a themed month of episodes again, so we had to knock this out now. And it was kind of bugging me because when the trailer came out, which, did you watch the trailer for the new Mortal I Kombat? I did, I did. I'm, I'm actually, I'm pretty excited about the new one. It looks like it's going to be good. Yeah, even my wife saw that trailer and went, I want to watch that, which was very surprising because it ends with hearts being ripped out and lots of stabbings. But when the trailer came out, there was a lot of sentiment on the internet of, oh, finally, they're going to do Mortal Kombat justice. Finally, a good Mortal Kombat movie. Let's erase the memory of the old Mortal Kombat movie. And I was like, it has been a while, but I took offense to those statements because I remember, I remembered it being at least decent. And I thought there was a little bit more affinity for it than that. So it was time for me to revisit it and time for you to say hello to it for the first time. I, I did think that like at least the first one had a bit of like a cult following, but yeah, people seem to be not super fond of either of them. I would, yeah. Two is, and we'll get to two. Uh, yeah. It is universally despised. 2% Whereas on Rotten Tomatoes. 2%. Two, which two. is is it even maybe 3% more than I would have expected it to have? And I'm sure the one positive review is, I don't know. I got some laughs out of it. Probably, probably should have checked, but oh, well. Uh, yeah. One, I kind of, because there's still that sentiment of, Oh, all video game movies are shit. And I was like, really? Cause I thought we got a pretty good one pretty early on with this one. So let's find out. With 1995s, I'm not going to yell it every time. Mortal Kombat. I wish we could Which, insert oh, the music. It was it. It really does make the movie. It's oh my god. So if the <laughs> opening 60 seconds doesn't get you jacked, I don't know what to tell you because it opens literally with that the dude who it's not for this movie. That's from the commercial for Mortal Kombat of the guy yelling Mortal Kombat. And then techno kicks in and then there's fucking steel dragon logo and fire. And it's like, holy shit, let's I think go. I, mess- I think I messaged you that I almost choked because I was taking a drink. It's like the New Line Cinema logo pops up and it's just like immediately screaming Mortal Kombat. Immediate. Like here's the fucking letters come smacking into the screen. It's like, yes. Oh, my God. And then, you know, the pace has to slow a little, but not that much as we get introduced to our three leads. So we got uh, Liu Kang, whose primary motivation is uh, villain Shang Tsung killed his brother's, uh, I forget his name. He I says it a lot. His name either. So we got Kang. That sounds maybe right. I don't remember. Uh, so he's our, he's one of the main three. Uh, you got Johnny Cage. And his whole thing is, so he's an actor slash martial artist. And he is currently at odds with the press because they're all saying he's a fake. Very offensive. Yeah. And also seems like the easiest problem in the world to fix with, why don't you come to my set and watch me do the the things that that you say I don't do? Which, like, his action scene in that opening kind of, like, film bit, like, that's probably the least exciting action in the entire movie. So I can can see why people would think he'd be a fake. But in the fiction of the universe, that movie is supposed to be shit. Like, it's him, they kind of say it's him slumming it with that movie, that he could do better. Do they clarify, do they think, like, he uses a stunt person for all of his stuff? Or how do they think he's a fake? I'm not sure, to be honest. So unclear, I, yeah. I guess. It's never really clarified, except that like there's a lot of different newspapers that just have a picture of him saying um, he's a fake. 
Yeah, slow news year, apparently, for most entertainment, as it's, yeah, just a lot of headline front page fake. Yeah. And then we have Sonya Blade, played by Fun Fact, uh, while Bridget Wilson at the time, perhaps Bridget Wilson Sampras now, she was like 10-year-old me's biggest Hollywood crush at the time of, between this and Billy Madison, she was like, you know, peak woman to 10-year-old me. And probably I know what you did last summer a couple years later. So she was probably a big reason why this got repeat viewings as well, because she wears some short shorts at one point. So that was probably pretty exciting. So she is after Kano because Kano killed her partner. That's kind of all of their three. And we're introduced to her character barreling through a nightclub while a KMFDM song plays and she's just blowing motherfuckers away with a shotgun. Which was a pretty good introduction to the character of Sonya Blade. Yeah. I, I and, don't have much to add to that except, yeah, the intros are they're good. Yeah, this whole man, the whole soundtrack is just top to bottom. Like We just did the dance mix episode a couple of weeks ago. It's like that times a billion. This entire soundtrack is just thumping metal intense bass beats and it's so good i had the soundtrack obviously i had it on cassette i upgraded it to cd it's around somewhere i listened to it on spotify after this movie was done it's it holds i mean i I guess yeah it holds up right i mean yeah i mean i it's the first time i've seen it and i like i love the soundtrack it's just you can't help but feel kind of just like kind of amped up the whole way through yeah like whenever any and they use it a few times whenever the soundtrack does the Cup, and you know the theme is coming it's hard not to get a little like yes here we go i did actually set it as my alarm by the way after we talked and it's honestly like it's a good way to wake up yeah if anything is gonna have you just jump out and be like fuck you tuesday here i am it's gonna be the mortal Kombat theme song <laughs> exactly Get fucked Wednesday, I'm up. Uh, so they all are invited to by Lord Thunder Lord Raiden to get on a boat and participate in Mortal Kombat, which is a tournament between our world and the Nether Realm. And, and only and only Lou knows that this is what's going on. Like yeah. Sonya and Luke are just or Johnny Cage. Why the f- I don't know where I got Luke from. Anyways. They have no idea what's going on. They got like essentially tricked onto this cool ass boat. I actually had a note, <laughs> just cool ass boat. It is a pretty cool ass boat. Yeah, Johnny Cage thinks he's just going somewhere to prove that he's not a fake. And Sonya, I think, is just going somewhere where she knows Kano is. Yeah. And then it turns out, whoops, what if instead of those things, you fought Icemen and the Spear Dude for the fate of the literal planet? Because if Nether Realm wins Mortal Kombat 10 times, which is a, I am impressed that they took that bet. Uh, after they win their 10th straight victory, so the odds were pretty stacked against them, but they're about to pull it off. Win their, and if they win their 10th, they can just come into Earth and be like, this is ours now. We fought real good and we get this planet. And it, it's never really clear. Like I had questions like, is it 10 tournaments in a row? Is it just 10 tournaments? cumulative over all of time because like those aren't great odds i thought he said consecutive okay then that's yeah that's because i I thought he was like they've won the last nine yeah they they had so i assumed it was supposed to be consecutive but i don't know that they ever actually say it i would hope it's consecutive that would be a much better deal in their favor if it was just 10 at some point yes or like first to 10 wins maybe (laughs) Man, that should be the prequel to this movie is just Raiden and Shang Sun sitting in a room going, okay, 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 okay. I'll give you your 10, but you got to give me something in return. Basically like the scene with death in Bill and Ted. Yeah, just a negotiation of like, oh, fine, okay. I hear what you're saying. That's the prequel to Mortal Kombat that I want to see. So they get on this boat and they go to this tournament and pretty quick, I guess, no, the first thing, I'm trying to think, what's the first mystical thing they see? I guess it's the, the literal thunder god running yeah, around their uh, boat. 
Luke Hang sees Raiden, so like that's his thing. And he's like super not on board with Mortal Kombat. He thinks it's stupid and it's fake and it's not anything. And then he gets zapped and immediately gets on board because and then yeah, I guess on the ship they see Raiden again and he explains kind of the concept of Mortal Kombat to them. Yeah, and then there's I think Shanks shows up and he's like, by the way, I got these two ninja dudes here, and by that point, okay, yeah. If they weren't convinced there's something weird going on, things definitely pivot when they get to the island and see the, the dude with four arms running yeah. around. Which, is he pretty... Is Goro... I'm trying to remember the series of events. Is Goro beating that random dude that Johnny Cage says, I saw you fight and you were good. Is that the first thing that happens when they get there? It's no, pretty early that's, late. that's pretty late, I think. Is it? Hmm. Yeah, because that's kind of oh, what, no, like... Someone... Yeah, someone like, fights Sub Zero. I was like, "What's the first fatality?" Is Sub Zero fights a guy and then freezes him and he shatters. Yeah, and I don't think it was even like a real fight. It was like at the feast or whatever, and it was kind yeah. of just to prove a point that you know they're they got powers. Yeah, these fights are not fair. <laughs> like, no, these they're are definitely not evenly matched fights at all. It's pretty easy to see why a Nether Realm has won the last nine because in our corner we have Actor, good martial artist. Lady Special Forces, and then on their side they have Icicle Man, Spear in Hand, dude, Four Armed Monster. Yeah, I lost my train of thought from before. Oh, I was going to say because of the the ice thing. This movie overall, I feel, finds a a good balance of taking the material seriously, but also having fun with it. Yeah. Like, it is overloaded with references to the video game. Like if there is anything that you can fault this or you cannot fault this movie for, it is loyalty to the franchise. And I'm sure some people are disagreeing with that right now. But even just having Shang Tsung constantly saying the lines from the game, like flawless victory and finishing fatality. Fa- fatality is like, yes, that is what I want. There's no reason for him to be doing this other than knowing, I know you know the video game, but I guess he, I mean, cause he's kind of arrogant. Like his flawless victory is, you know, him bragging. Yeah. And of course you've got Scorpion, you know, yelling his get over here as he yep. I remember as his a, weird hand spear. I remember as a kid thinking it was hilarious that he also said, get down here at one point. I don't know. I just thought that was really funny. It's like, ah, he didn't say that in the game. That's silly. Um, after, yeah, I'd say it's about 45 minutes of exposition, and then it's just fights. Just everybody get paired off in a fight. So Johnny Cage is fighting Scorpion. By this point, they're pretty desensitized. So when Scorpion has a little bird spear come out of his hand, Johnny Cage mostly just gives it a like, huh, look. I also I had a good laugh at that scene because it's like Scorpion's got like 4,875 feet of slack in his weird hand spear, but it's okay because he runs out like two inches from Johnny's face. Yeah. I mean, Johnny does make it wrap around a bunch of trees, so it's like when, you know, when you're trying to vacuum and you're trying to fucking, you're getting caught, the core's (laughs) getting caught around stuff, you can't quite get to what you want, so I feel Scorpion's frustration there. But, and then it, it ends up backfiring too, because yes, his spear goes and goes and goes and his downfall is ultimately that he has to stand there and wait for the spear to (laughs) retract back into his hand like where is all of this like spooling whatever it is coming from where is he storing this like that was a lot of rope and it's a thick rope yeah i have questions i would say it's like a large intestine situation where yeah when you unfurl it that shit's pretty long but you know we packed it all in there (laughs) Maybe he is, maybe that is his innards, is he's just made of spear. Although no, because we find out long after he's made of skeleton. Yes. As if that fight could so it starts off that fight with Scorpion in a forest. And because a lot of it, you know, I like again, I like that too, that a lot of it's just like kind of the settings from the video game is this fight's gonna happen in a forest, this fight's gonna happen in a cave, this fight's gonna happen here. So after Johnny Cage goes to do the, you know, his spear is retracting, I'm going to kick you. Scorpion takes him to hell or nether realm somewhere bad. Yeah, well, it's not a good place. No, lots of skeletons and I never clarifies how Johnny Cage gets back. No. But 
Uh, so they're they're fighting there. And then, as in the games, because one of the Scorpion's fatalities is he pulls off his mask and goes, oh, shit, I'm a secret skeleton man, and sets you on fire. So he does that, pulls off his mask, reveals I'm a skeleton man, goes to breathe fire, and then in just the most amazing escalating sequences of things. So first, Johnny Cage uses like a metal spiked spear or a shield he finds on the ground to block the fire. Now the shield's on fire, and he picks up a spear and throws that at Scorpion's head, and that cuts his fucking head open. Oh no, it hits him in the, that one, the spear hits him in like the arm. But then he runs at him with his spiked shield, slices the top of his head off, and then the motherfucker explodes. It's yep. Like, oh my God. It is. And that's, that's following like a whole crazy martial arts sequence on like very broken scaffolding that this just seems to be like Osha violation land. Like it's just, nothing but very poorly put together scaffolding that they're fighting on and he's kicking down and yeah scorpion is not doing good upkeep no. his layer for sure what did you think of the in a, in a movie that is very you know one on about one-on-one -on -one fights what did you think of the fights i liked them i thought that they were fun and they were like pretty well choreographed and you know it felt reasonably realistic and especially like Liu kang i think like his fights were probably the best but yeah, they're 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 cool, and they they definitely call back to like the video games and like the special moves and all that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, I enjoyed them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one of my biggest pet peeves, and you don't see it as much back then, but definitely now, are the quick cut fight scenes where it's just like every single move is cut, 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 cut. Like you throw a punch, cut close up. Like kind of the, like the new Batman movies. I remember people had issues with that. Or the Bourne movies, or at least the second Bourne movie, where it's like, everything's like the fucking Taken sequels. Where it's like, I can't understand what is happening. Like, we have to cut around the fact that Liam Neeson isn't, you know, he's Liam Neeson still. He's not a martial artist. So we have to do a bunch of quick cuts to make it look like he's kicking an ass. So it was nice to see long takes of actually seeing, okay, well, these guys are clearly actually doing the moves. Yeah. The Sonya Kano fight, probably the weakest, because, I mean, I'm, she's not a martial artist but she's holding her own yeah she did all right i mean of the characters she's probably the one that was least interesting to me like just overall her fights aren't as strong her character is probably like the least developed she's kind of just almost like a parody but Agreed. yeah that that fight was fine i mean i like the way she ended it yeah the there's a few good one-liners in this movie so she does the scissor grab from the game she does defeat Kano a little too easy. Like, yeah, to say he, like, he's like her arch. Her. Yeah, he's her arch nemesis, and she dispatches him like halfway through the movie after a 60 second fight. Yeah, and I think that was like the first like big fight between, between the three main characters, like fighting. Was it the first one? Maybe the second one. I think maybe Liu Kang. Liu Kang fighting man with stick, yes. I think, was first. Um, and then that one, and then this, they saved the scorpion fight for the third. Yeah, she grabs him in a scissor hold, has him, you know, has his neck between her legs. He's like, oh, give me a break. She's like, all right. And snaps his goddamn neck. With her but ankles, which is impressive. That's not the break he wanted, Sam. He wanted her to, you know, let him go. But she broke his neck instead. He should she have used, been clearer. Yeah, she used his words against him. That's, that's, you know, that's called using the old brain. Uh, it's not as, I mean, probably the best one line. There's a good double dose. So Johnny Cage eventually fights Goro, like volunteers himself to fight Goro. And then there's that one scene. It kind of seems like maybe they wanted to do a love thing between Sonya and Johnny and just gave up. Be like they don't really have that. They're antagonistic towards each other at the beginning because she's, you know, badass and I'm not going to take your shit and he's arrogant movie star and then they don't really have that arc of trading barbs and then oh we kind of like each other now but there's yeah, that well, one I mean the movie moves pretty quick too right like it's not as if we're we're watching this unfold over the course of weeks this is like probably you know two three days that's true but they have that one scene before he goes to fight Goro and he's telling her, oh, I can't let anything happen to you, Sonia, not to you. It's like, where's this coming from? This doesn't feel earned. She's got boobs. 
She does have like boobs. That's, that's where that's coming from, Sean. Like, I guess, yeah. I don't he think just he looked, has any other motivation. She is easily the most attractive lady on the island because her competition is... Wait, no. Her competition is Katana. Now, that's a closer match than I originally thought when I started saying that sentence. Uh, so he fights Goro. And Sam, how does he, how's he get the upper hand on Goro? He kicks him in the nuts. He punches him. Oh, in the he punches nuts. him in the nuts. Yes, he does the splits and then punches him in the nuts. A That's move right. from the a move from the game. So you got to respect that. Uh, so yeah, he punches Goro in the nuts and then runs. You know, runs away, but he runs off to the uh, cliff ledge and then kicks that motherfucker in the face and he goes over the cliff. And that's where we get the double dose of one-liners because after Goro breaks his sunglasses, his first thing is like, "Those are five hundred dollars sunglasses, you asshole." And then the callback to earlier when he's fighting the bad stuntman and one of them misses his cue to fall down. And Johnny says, this is where you fall down. They call back to that when Goro's hanging off the edge of the cliff. He's like, this is where you fall down. It's like, And yeah. then Goro falls down. I was like, not bad. Not great effect on Goro falling, but not bad. <laughs> and Goro, practical effect, looks a little silly now, but I much prefer him to being amid- amongst the bad CG this one it was not it's not great but it's It's, fine it's fun i would prefer him be a puppet i mean you were the cg in this one isn't as prevalent as the second one the second one is yeah we'll we'll have we'll have things to talk about yeah this one it's pretty restricted to scorpion spear which when it comes out of his hand admittedly doesn't look great but again it's 1995 i'm sure the budget on this wasn't huge um, and reptile before he becomes a man. He looks pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, not not great. I like that scene too. And man, childhood me must have lost his mind because reptile was my favorite. That's who I played as in Mortal Kombat 2. I don't really understand it, but I respect it. That reptile at first is literally a reptile. A reptile. And then Liu Kang senses him hiding in a wall, grabs him, throws him into the belly of a statue? Unclear. There's a and lot then, of things on this movie that I'm I'm a little unclear about, but then, it's yeah, all right. The statue starts to like grow innards and merge with reptile, and then he becomes the character reptile. And the dude from the game who announces what character you picked actually says reptile. And I must have just died as a kid when that happened because it's kind of near the end of the movie. So I probably was like, oh, my favorite fighter's not in this. And that's the kind of level of cheese that I think this movie walks well is to just go, you know what? Have the dude from the game announce that this character has been chosen for this fight. Just do it. Just put it in. And it works. Another thing we didn't even say that doesn't make sense is Johnny Cage does a friendship move from Mortal Kombat 2 when after he Scorpion blows up, he drops a signed autographed picture, which he would never have been able to do. But it works. Yeah. I mean, and, and that reptile fight with Liu Kang is also like another fun one. I mean, they're, they're all fun fights, right? They're all, they're all pretty good. And I think too, we, we kind of skipped over like, kind of some of the opening part where like they're looking for for uh, katana and he sees reptile but like in this catacomb type place where you know they're walking and they're like oh he went this way and like Liu Kang takes off after katana and like he's wading through like 48 million years worth of cobwebs but like yep. he definitely went this way some yeah. there's some stuff that's not totally sensical but that's I think that's fair. That's where he like kind of, that's one of our intros to Reptile, but. Yeah. Yeah. The Reptile fight is a good one. Again, really good. It's not the theme, but it's a good like techno pump and techno. There's a good part where when Luke Kang's getting the upper hand, he's just confident that he's just kind of like angry walking after Reptile as he continues to kick his ass, which I always thought was a nice touch. Uh we haven't talked much about Raiden or Shang Tsung. I th- I think it's, well, it's Christopher Lambert. Like he's, I he's love French. Raiden. He's so good. <laughs> the most ridiculous thing. Like he's kind of the comedy relief, which is a weird choice to make Raiden. But it, like Christopher Lambert is clearly having a good time. Yeah, like I mean, I think it's like the first scene where he meets like the three characters on the 
ship and he's like, the life of billions depends on you. Ha, 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 ha. It's like, what is that? And then he apologizes for doing an evil laugh. And there's, yeah. So I, strange. I thought he's good. Uh, Shang Tsung is fantastic. Let me, like, oh, the, yeah. that actor's great overall. Uh, let me just quickly make sure. Sh- I know it's, it's Carrie something. I shouldn't remember. Carrie Hiroki Tagawa. Hopefully I'm saying that at least close to right. But yeah, that dude's awesome and everything. Great. Always a good bad guy. Like just that he's got that perfect Shang Tsung swagger. But also I like that he's a coward. Yeah. And just cheats to he get cheats, his way. He hides behind his, his kind of freak fighters. You know, he doesn't actually want to fight. Liu Kang, so... Yeah, he doesn't want to fight anything, any fight that he thinks he might not win. Basically. Yeah, so I thought that, you know, that's a nice touch. Make them just kind of this arrogant front man, but when it's time to throw down, I mean, he holds his own well enough in the final fight before he gets kicked onto a goddamn bed of spikes to the Mortal Kombat theme, but... On the Mortal Kombat logo as well. They only pop (laughs) out on the dragon's head. Yep, because why not? Uh, Is there... I mean, those are all kind of the main characters. Sub-Zero and Scorpion don't... They each have their fights, but they don't have a whole lot to do. No, it felt more like they needed to be included because, you know, this is a Mortal Kombat movie and you need Sub-Zero and Scorpion, but they they get defeated, like, fairly easily. I didn't totally understand why water killed the man who can turn into ice, but that's fine. Yeah. I was assuming and- that fire would play, you know, a bigger role in that, but that's whatever. I'm not, I'm not expecting a whole lot of logic from this. And, uh, Lyndon Ashby as Johnny Cage is pretty bang on as Johnny Cage. Yeah. He was a good Johnny Cage. Yeah. Like asshole that, you know, the lovable asshole, he strikes that a good balance because we're introduced to him with a little casual racism. So he has a little bit of an uphill battle to fight after he assumes Liu Kang is there to help carry his luggage with literally no reason to think that whatsoever. Nope. He just sees Liu Kang and immediately decides, you're carrying my bags. And then Liu Kang chucks that shit in the water. As he should. But it's okay because Johnny Johnny has like 85 other bags that he brought with him as we see when they're getting off the little rowboat. So he's probably fine. And yeah. I think they just wear the same clothes the entire movie anyway, I, so I don't really know why they needed so much luggage. think so, yeah. The only one who really gets to change is Sonya, because they dress her in that weird short dress Yeah. near the end of the movie. Which, yeah. <laughs> and then... I don't know if I have a lot of... <laughs> she didn't change herself either, I don't think. No, like, I don't... Just, that's like her Layla slave outfit. Like, yeah, that was... We know there's a lot of 10-year-old boys watching Sean. So yeah. here's the girl from Billy Madison and her legs. And I'm sure I went, thank you very much for that. And then at the end of the movie, they 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 win the tournament and then the emperor shows up and he's like, I'm here to fuck all your shit up. And they go, I don't think so. And then the theme kicks in and the credits roll. We go, we're going to get another one of those. And we do. And then two years later, we did with Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which, well, I guess before we move on to that. So concluding thoughts on the first one are. I really enjoyed it. I didn't think I was going to, but like, that's a fun ass movie. Like it, it holds up. Like, like you said, there's, it's more focused on like the practical effects. There's not a lot of cuts. There's not a lot of CGI. There's none of that. It's really, you know, you're just watching people kick ass and it's pretty fun. I, I am glad you enjoyed that one. Cause I had no idea which way that one was going to go, but it, yes. When you were texting, it's, I got a pretty good sense of like, I think she's into it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I was, uh, I, yeah, I surprised myself, actually. I wasn't expecting to, because I'm not typically into, like, you know, super action-y movies and martial arts and that kind of thing, but this worked well. Yeah. And I think it helped that, like, the acting was actually pretty good. Like, it was, you know, the, the cast is great. They did a good job. They respected the source material which obviously very important in something as serious as mortal Kombat. well plus it's got that theme song so yes 
This was back before Mortal Kombat had 11 games that is drenched in storylines and lore when the storyline was just, there's a tournament, punchy punch. So, and that's kind of what this story amounts to. But yeah, I agree. Uh, I enjoyed this revisit to it quite a bit. It moves at a really, like a little exposition heavy at the beginning, but not in a particularly boring or offensive way. And then once it gets going, it, it never stops, but it also never gets boring. Like there's enough variety in the fights to keep you interested. And it walks a good balance of fun, but also not winking at the camera and going, we know this is stupid, which yeah. a lot of movies now would fall in the trap of, of like, we talk a bit about it in the Phantom episode that it's hard, harder to treat stuff sincerely now without looking at the audience and going, Hey, we know it's silly. It's like, well, come on. Then in 1997, we get Mortal Kombat Annihilation, <laughs> which I also saw in theaters and remember enjoying, but I don't know if I ever saw it since. I just know, you know, the reputation that it got. I mean, you would have been, what, like 13? Like 13-year-olds don't have great judgment. 13, yeah. If I guess so, yeah. I was 11 when the first came out. 13. This one more based on Mortal Kombat 3, which I think also kind of hurts the movie. <laughs> Because I didn't really like Mortal Kombat 3, the game, that much. So in, in the first movie, you get your Johnny Cage and your Sonya and your Raiden and your all of those. And then in the second one, you get Jade and Cyrax and Sindel and Mutaro. It's like, I don't give a fuck about any of these guys. <laughs> so that certainly doesn't help. But anyway, so okay, so the first one ends... This one picks up where it left off, except the immediate first... <laughs> actually, no, even before that, this movie has the literal exact same opening credits to the point where I thought for a brief second I had fucked up and rented the first movie again. <laughs> it is exactly the same, as far as I can tell. I'm sure the names are different. Right up until after Mortal Kombat slams on the screen, Annihilation in shittier-looking font comes up after, and you go, oh, so that's what's going on. And then we get a flashback opening where <clears throat> we're explained everything that's happened, like the road so far, like, yeah. which was probably a little unnecessary. I don't uh, think that Mortal Kombat was really complex enough to need that. Maybe. Also, this movie is 90 minutes, including credits. And yeah, that was a nice. Probably about three on that opening scene. <laughs> that was a nice surprise when the movie ended at around the 83 minute mark. And I realized, <laughs> oh, most of this is credits. Whew. Also, the fact that we're already saying, like, that was a nice surprise that the movie ended, like, a full 10 minutes <laughs> earlier than we thought. Like, that's not exactly no. high praise. This movie's reputation is earned, and it's immediate right after that opening when it cuts to where the first movie left off and you went, none of these are the same fucking people. <laughs> no. Liu Kang is the same. Katana's the same. Sonia's completely different. They didn't, they didn't even, even try. She's wearing a different outfit. She's got a different like, haircut. Like, they did not try. Completely different. Raiden is like, okay, you're James Remar now. But at one point, they're like, oh, he gave up his mortality. So now he looks like James Remar. It's like, okay. <laughs> now he's got short hair and is kind of sexy. He's like, I don't know if I want that, but I guess. Raiden is not nearly as fun in this movie. James no. Remar is playing him way too seriously. He's just... In the first movie, he's like this kind of like enjoying himself a little bit. He, he delivers the storyline, but he has some jokes and he's... Yeah, he's fun. Like, I, I really enjoyed Raiden. Like, he was probably one of my favorite parts of the first movie. And Yeah, he's just so boring in the second movie. Well, he's just like, as an actor, he's kind of just... He always is very flat. I don't know. Yeah. He didn't bring a whole lot of fun to, to Raiden in this one. No, I mean, I like James Remar overall, but yeah, he's yeah. just... Ugh. And then... Johnny Cage is a different actor and then just immediately gets killed and you go, okay, well, there goes one of the better characters. That sucks. Like I get that they're, you know, it's their whole, I don't know if they killed him because the original actor, they asked him to come back. He read the script and went, nope. And that was that. So I don't know if they went fine, fuck you, you're dead. Or if they wanted to do the whole, oh, the stakes are real now. We just killed Johnny Cage and you go, okay, I guess the stakes are real, but I sure do miss Johnny Cage. <laughs> I'm guessing it's more of the first one, right? Like, if Maybe. he read the script and didn't want to come back, I'm guessing he didn't die in that script. That's true, actually. Otherwise, I guess his reason would be, I don't want to come back for that one scene versus your movie is shit. 
Paul Anderson also not back because he chose to go in instead and make a fantastic movie. Do you know what movie that was? I don't. Event Horizon. Oh, well, I yeah. shouldn't on that. An amazing piece of decision making by Paul Anderson. Yeah, that was the right call. Uh, he has later expressed regret. Apparently the reason he stuck so closely with the Resident Evil sequels is because he didn't want to chance something like that happening again. <laughs> Not that those sequels turned out great, but they're better than this. I mean, most things are. Imagine how crestfallen he must have been to go, I'm going to go to see the sequel to that movie I made and just watching that unfold in front of him. Well, and like, not only is it a bad movie in its own right, it also kind of just takes a massive shit on the first movie. Like, it's just, it's so bad and it does not care that it's bad and like, frankly, like insulting to the audience. Because yeah, like you said, we pick up right where we left off with the last movie and like none of the cast is the same they're not even trying to make them look even like similar they're just they they did not make an effort whatsoever nope uh and the first few minutes and i don't understand why everything just looks like shit like johnny cage before he's killed he does one of his moves from the game where he like i don't know what you would call it like a flying kick but like the effect is terrible. And then Shao Kahn is flipping around in the air with Raiden and they all have this kind of weird glow to them. I had a note that like, (laughs) this feels like the Power Rangers, but shittier. And that theme basically carries through the entire movie. Yeah, It it literally feels like someone watched the Power Rangers and said, okay, but let's make it like, I don't know, like PG 13. Like, let's take it, let's take it a notch higher, but just one notch. But also make and, it shittier. Yeah, and had the budget of a Power Rangers episode Just to make one. their feature-length yes. film. Everyone, it looked like they were in front of a green screen, but they didn't crop them correctly. I can't even explain it, but everyone has this weird outline to them. It all looks terrible. Shao Kahn never can just jump off of things. He's got to do 50 fucking <laughs> flips in the air. And I like the guy playing Shao Kahn, Brian Thompson, but again, coming off of Shang Tsung, who's a charismatic dude and actually is a bit of a character, this is just the most boring muscle dude who yells and just says generic shit. Yeah, he just he sits around with his giant jaw and just like says things and it's not it's not particularly entertaining. I mean No. And meh. it should because there's another, there's now a lady with four arms, but apparently it was too expensive to put her in much of the movie, so she barely has anything to do. Her death is also just fucking ridiculous. It's like, she's on screen for all of like three seconds and then dead. Apparently they were going to give her a fight and went, that's going to cost too much and just kill her. <laughs> just there's, drop a cage on her, she's fine. Yeah, there's a horse I mean, she's dude. not because she's dead, but... Yeah, she's, but, oh well... Sub-Zero comes back. It's like, oh, I killed it's you. It's sub no, Sub-Zero, yeah. You killed my twin brother, J- Jeremy Zero. <laughs> I'm Sub-Zero. And then he never really comes back. And No, and then there, there's also Scorpion. Like, they killed Scorpion. Scorpion comes back, and now he's got two hand thingies. So, like, yeah. I don't know. Did they kill his brother, too? But- it's like... We get, at least get an explanation with Sub-Zero, but then Scorpion shows up and fights Sub-Zero and it makes zero fucking sense. Yeah, that, that, that is even more what you were saying about the first movie, that they had to be there. It felt like that too. Well, we killed them in the first one, but we can't not have them. No, and so. like at first it seems like, you know, he's going to like help Lou and Katana and like he makes like the ice bridge and then, you know, he's going to help them like get back on track because they just got cock-blocked by fog and like it's all... There's a lot going on, but then like Liu Kang just literally does a backflip over the, the chasm where he made the bridge. So it's like, well, that seemed unnecessary. Yep. Oh, Jesus, buddy. If you just know you were just going to do that. I think twin Sub-Zero is canon because in Mortal Kombat 3, the version of Sub-Zero is that guy without his mask and the scar over his, mm. his eye. But it all... And they all look worse somehow. Like when Scorpion shows up in the first movie, his costume is, you know, fine. It's his costume from the game. And he shows up in this, like, it just looks like they went to the store and bought a Scorpion costume that came out when the first movie came out to dress up like Scorpion. Here at Halloween. 
Yeah, that they just, down to like their local whatever you know business has most recently gone out of out of business before Halloween. You guys still got any 1995 Mortal Kombat costumes? We'll take everything you got. Is all everything in this movie looks fucking terrible? And yes, the first one has some bad CG, but it's like they knew that and tried to keep it to a minimum. Whereas this movie. I mean, I guess good for them for shooting for the stars, oh, but boy. when you got $10, you got to know your limits because, oh my, everything in this movie is CG or just way too ambitious for its own damn good. The first, I mean, I got the first example is the first scene, but there's a fight later there's no real point in outlining the plot. It's another Mortal Kombat movie. Shao Kahn shows up and says, I'm going to give you six days and I'm going to destroy the Earth, which is nice also, of him. And also, like, the plot makes no fucking sense. Like, it's completely nonsensical. I couldn't follow it at all. Like, no. The, I don't know where the days went because, like, it, like, they end up on the sixth day and I have no idea how they got there because they spent a lot of time just, like, rolling through the middle of the Earth in these giant balls made of steel i don't they know they harnessed the 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 air the, the, hot air the from core the of the, of the, earth, earth, the yes. core of the earth so they can ride these cool hamster balls all over the planet <laughs> i don't think that's from the video game i would but that would not it was really bad it was the most casual dismissal of like this is amazing oh yeah we did the coolest thing a human <laughs> being has ever done with science and now we can do this the part that got me the most is so Liu Kang goes to meet uh, Nightwolf, another character from uh, Mortal Kombat 3, who teaches him about animalities and a new series of finishing moves that game introduced where you turn into an animal. So Liu Kang would turn into a dragon and bite a motherfucker in half or Sub-Zero would turn into a polar bear and bite a motherfucker in half. I don't remember. And he says, like you're going to have to probably all just bite motherfuckers in half. Or maul them. I'd have yeah. to go back and play Mortal Kombat 3, which I don't really want to do. I think they might still have animalities in the new one. They have friendship moves in the new one. Sub-Zero rolls in with an ice cream cart and gives you an ice cream cone, which is really <laughs> nice. So Nightwolf's like, you're going to have to pass three tests. And I don't think he does. No, there's sure. only two. <laughs> yeah, they do the first two. And then we <laughs> never hear about budget the third. For this location. Like, Liu Kang shouldn't have won the final fight. He hasn't done the shit he needed to do yet. Which is maybe the movie's commentary on it. I don't know. They're like, yeah, any mystical, mystical person who says that's lying. Yeah, I mean. And, this, and am I wrong in that the second test is just don't have sex with Jade? That did seem to be the second test. And he does mention to her that he's not ready because he hasn't done the third test. And she's just kind of like, who gives a fuck? Let's just, yeah. let's, let's go. Let's go ride our hamster ball. Lou, there's eight minutes left in this movie. So you're just going to have to turn into a dragon and have a shitty CGI fight with Shao Kahn. Or no, wait, oh. is he a Which one of them is a dragon? I don't... He's a dragon and then the other guy with, with the jaw is like a, another dragon with more heads. Which like, it really bothered me that he falls off a cliff as a dragon and just falls. It's like, motherfucker, yeah. you have wings. Yeah, You have flap. wings. Flap. Fly. Do something. Like maybe he also didn't pass the third test, so he doesn't know how it all works. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's bad. That scene, that scene in particular was, I think that's the one I messaged you where I'm like, this needs a seizure warning because yeah, yeah it's the CGI is so bad and so janky, and the background has like lightning flashes, but like it's flashing around the outlines of the shitty CGI, and it's just it was honestly upsetting to watch. Like it's yeah. that bad. It was I agree. Uh, I I was watching it on the Xbox where you can fast forward in 30 second chunks and I knocked a couple <laughs> of chunks off that scene. So I couldn't deal with looking at it anymore. And then there's another CGI monster earlier because Jax is introduced in this movie. And I mean, yeah, he's there. His legs aren't mechanical arms. It looks like in the new movie, they are going to go the route of he gets his arms ripped off and replaces them with robot arms. Here, Sonya just finds him in a factory. She's like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just getting these uh, robot enhancement arms. What are you doing here? 
uh-oh, there's a robot ninja here, which is just, we have a dude in a bad ninja suit, and we added... Which, yes, where did the robots come into play? Like, I was so confused by the robots. Why are there robots? This is always, like... It's been like a fantasy thing, and then all of a sudden we've got fucking robots. Where'd they come from? Because there were robots in Mortal Kombat 3. I'm sure the lore is there, but I couldn't tell you. But that was also great that it's just shitty Halloween costume, except they had a dude on the mic going between every punch. And they run away from the worst explosion ever committed to film. It's just them jumping away from a photograph of a fire. (laughs) And then later, another, like, they're fighting, I think, I don't even, oh, no, she's fighting um, evil Katana. What the hell's her name in the games? Melina, I think. Purple Katana, mm. who has, like, a monster face. Did the movie ever reveal that under her mask is a big monster face? No, I don't think so. She's supposed to have a monster face, but then she they turns into the worst that. CG monster you've ever seen, and Jack's just punching this shitty monster, and then later, Liu Kang fights Baraka, wearing, again, the shittiest Halloween mask you've ever seen as he fights Claude. And Baraka's a cool character in the game. But boy, that is a like a papier-mâché head that they slapped on someone for that Baraka fight. And I think that's maybe... I have a lot of issues with this movie, but that is kind of the biggest one, is whereas the first movie, it has the characters that you want... But this one just kind of feels like a parade of we need to get every character from Mortal Kombat 3 into this movie. So it's just, here's this person, here's this person. None of them really have anything interesting to do, but we can check them off the list that we had them. Pretty much. Like, there was really, there was, there's just so many fights and none of them felt nearly as fun as in the first movie. Like, they do have those cutaways and you have, like, you know, we're focusing more on like the main character getting tossed into the mud or whatever than we are on like the actual fighting. And it's just, it's just bad. It's just, there's no, I don't know. It, yeah. It just felt weak everywhere. Like the fights are bad. The CGI is bad. Everything's bad. It's bad. Yep. And I read the producer when the movie was coming out saying we wanted to up things. We wanted more fights and more action and more effects. Like, well, the more effects you shouldn't have done because you clearly didn't have the money. But yeah, the more fights, it just becomes numbing. Like, I yeah. think it was around when Liu Kang fights Baraka. I was like, I just don't care. No, I was I was bored. Like, by the time that we really got going on this one, like, I was bored. I did not care whatsoever. No. It's perhaps, I'm trying to think of a better example of a step down in quality from one movie to the next especially watching them this close together. And it's doing, the second one's trying to do a lot of the same things. It's just failing so spectacularly at, it's like you gave the same drawing test to two people and they both came back with the, you know, wow, yours is actually pretty good. And the other person just scribbled and then fell down. (laughs) Like, I could not imagine two more different results on an assignment. And it it really does feel like they looked at the first movie, said, we want to do that again, tried to do it again, but with like, really like the stakes are supposed to be higher. I didn't care. Like, yeah, the, the fights, like there's no format to it. Like at least there was like kind of like a, a format to the fights in the first one. This one's just kind of, they keep getting ambushed everywhere. And like, all the main characters are getting their ass ki- their asses kicked. So it doesn't even make sense that they end up winning because like they have gotten their asses handed to them throughout, which I mean, I guess it makes sense. They're probably tired. They just finished fighting a Mortal Kombat. And now they're having to fight another Mortal Kombat. It's a lot That's of Mortal true. Kombat. That is a lot of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> like two weeks. And like, they're tired. Let them rest. Yeah. And I don't think we've seen them sleep or eat. So no. their energy levels must be basement level. That was, that was my explanation for why suddenly, like, especially Liu Kang, like, he does a really good job, like, you know, it's it's clear that the actor has, you know, a background in martial arts, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm making that assumption, but I mean, like, his fights are great in the first movie, and in this one, it's like, yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm saying, oh, yeah, and that I am also assuming, because the dude is clearly talented. Yeah, he's good. Like, he's he's got that good balance of he's good at the fights, but he's, you know, charismatic, and I like that character, but... Mm-hmm. 
yeah, he is on the record they uh, saying that he is not happy with the film. I don't know how anybody involved in that is even in 1997 that was shit cgi that yeah that was awful it like you truly you cannot forgive that even in 1997 we were six years out from terminator 2 that would that had happened six years prior come on yeah there's there's no excuse for it i mean if, if your budget can't cover it, you don't do it. If you're looking at the numbers and going, do we have the money for that dragon fight at the end? And your finance guy says, no, find something else. See, Just have Liu Kang fight Shao Kahn. Exactly. They didn't need to turn into dragons. Like it was really not necessary. Like it didn't add anything, especially because that fight lasts. Like, again, it feels like that fight lasted about 45 seconds while they were dragons. And then they ran out of budget for the CGI. Yep. And then the movie just kind of stops. I honestly don't even remember. I was just happy it was over. He beats Shao Kahn. Raiden's okay because we thought Raiden was dead. And that's the big emotional thing is we think because Raiden's like, I'm going to give up my immortality so I can have a fight scene later. And then he's dead. And they're like, you can't die. And he goes, I'll gladly give up my life for you people. And we're supposed to be sad, but we go, that's stupid. And he's fine at the end anyway, because they wanted to make another Mortal Kombat movie. And was he fine though, or did he? I thought he went. He like just came back to say his goodbyes, and he was going off to like the plane of the Elder Gods, or yeah. Whatever. But he's not dead. Dead. He's not like, dead. He's, dead. No, he, he's, he's the, around. They found an exit for him that if shit got bad in the third movie, he could come running back. Yeah. Uh, they were supposed to make a third movie, apparently almost as an apology for the second movie, where they were going to bring back like. Lyndon Ashby is Johnny Cage and resurrect Johnny Cage. And they're going to bring back the original actors for Raiden and Shang Tsung and basically pull a, um, uh, damn, I just had the, an example of a movie that basically brings like, like a Halloween, like, Hey, we brought Jamie Lee Curtis back. Cause all that other shit didn't happen. Like kind of do that. Like what about the events of annihilation? What is he talking about? That never happened. Annihilation doesn't Sh- exist. No Shao Kahn just got here. What do you mean? That was like, have Liu Kang wake up and go, oh, I just had the weirdest dream. And then them go, get up, the fucking emperor's here. And then you have your real part too. But uh, it did not happen. Uh, I read a few reasons why. One of them blamed Hurricane Katrina for wiping out the sets that they were going to use. Uh, I read and that- How long after the first, after the, well, the second movie were they planning on doing this third movie? I guess it must've been at least a little bit, but yeah, it just- it never came together. We had a few smaller projects and now here we are in 24, 24 years later and Mortal Kombat is ready for the big screen again. Can't possibly be shittier than this movie. So, I mean, I have, I have high hopes as long as you go in with expectations that are, it will be better than Annihilation. You won't be disappointed, I'm sure. Yeah, I stubbed my toe this morning and it was better than Annihilation, so... <laughs> I'm feeling pretty positive, but yeah, I, I still don't really get where the dismissive, oh, finally a good Mortal Kombat movie is coming from. The no, first the first movie, one was really good. The first one's very fun. Yeah. Even if you don't necessarily want to call it a good movie, it is a good Mortal Kombat movie. Like it is, it is loyal. Like that is a kind of a big video game movie problem is they look at the video game and go, video games are stupid. And yeah. I don't want to, you know, we don't want to look corny if we do the stuff from the video game. We got it like, well, the Mario Brothers movie was what, two or three years before this? Yeah, I think it was 92 or 93. And we should definitely do that movie because I haven't seen it in a very long time. And especially I, I've been playing a lot of Mario lately with my kid. I haven't so seen it a... since I was a kid and I fucking loved it. Like when I say that I loved it, <laughs> like I, I watched it so much that our VHS copy broke. Wow. So like, you'll be I like me with Mortal Kombat it. then. Yeah. I saw it in theaters. I remember I saw it with my brother who, when we left, did not hide. Like, well, that was terrible. And I think even eight-year-old me was like, I don't know. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> and then I think I've seen it once since, maybe. Bob Hoskins called it the worst thing he's ever been a part of. <laughs> oh. So. And he did that really terrible Secret Agent movie, so... Oh, which movie was that? 
I, I think it's called The Secret Agent. It was like based on a book and it was fucking awful. I only watched it because it had Christian Bale and I was going through my Christian Bale phase. Ah. Very bad movie. He dies. So. Spoilers for The Secret Agent. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I don't think if anyone's were, watching. If you were getting agent. excited to go, wow, there's another Hoskins I haven't checked out. I'm going to write them all. <laughs> I think he dies in the first like five, six minutes too. I don't remember. Guess I'll just cross that off. Hmm. <laughs> So maybe we'll do the, maybe we should probably just do a video game movie month. I don't know. I have like eight themed months in the works right now. <laughs> it's a lot. So this would have been one of the biggies. And I don't know. I still consider it top tier video game movie for sure. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other ones. I mean, well, I mean, the problem with a lot of them is that I haven't played the games that they're based on. So I don't have a lot of basis for I still movies, think but. I still think Silent Hill's great and for kind of the same reason as I like this one and that Silent Hill is almost too faithful <laughs> to the source material. Like Silent Hill is the ultimate, oh, you haven't played the game? Go fuck yourself. You won't understand anything that's happening here. And I didn't. Yeah, and that's why I love that movie. Like they, it is, yeah, it is the ultimate, look, if you're here, you know what this is and if you don't, I'm really sorry the next two hours but i'm also not it was fine i i mean i enjoyed silent hill i didn't understand a lot of what was happening but i enjoyed it things move all janky they sure do and i remember the first resident evil being fun i haven't seen it in a long time i watched it for the first time like last year and i enjoyed it but i also again i haven't played the games so we were gonna do that episode holy shit we both watched it for or you watched it and i was like i'm gonna watch it too and we're gonna do yeah, that episode. and then and then and then I think global, that was when we were, a global yeah, that pandemic was when we were supposed to physically get together yep. when I got oh back from my trips and we God. were going to record that. And then I got sick when we got back from our trip and you're like, and Martin then, won't let you in the house. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then I said that I didn't want to do, I wanted to just do like lighthearted family stuff for a few months while, you know, the world was sad. Damn. We yeah. were so close. <laughs> Uh, oh well, we'll get to it, I guess. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's our thoughts on Mortal Kombat. One good, two, you know, less good. No, not less good, Sean. <laughs> terrible, fucking terrible. Earning awful that, movie. Earning that two percent. <laughs> By the way, the one uh, positive review was basically like, "Yeah, this is kind of fun." Three okay. out of five. Like, so it, it is about that what was we it. expected, and it was one. There is one positive review. I. Kind of, I said to you before you watched it, you know, oh, well, it'll be, you know, I'm sure it'll be fun to make fun of. Like, it won't be boring, but it is. It's kind of just, it is kind of boring. Like, it is. It's, I lost interest. Like, there's a lot of dumb shit happening and you can make fun of it. But at a certain point, there's just nothing left to make fun of. And you just kind of want it to be, kind of want it to be done. Yeah. I mean, my dad showed up partway through the movie and I paused and I literally looked at the screen and groaned and went, oh my God, how are there 30 minutes left? He's like, oh, so a good movie then. So the surprise, it was only 20. So it's still too much. Yeah. There's still too many minutes. Yeah. Uh, what's something you're currently enjoying? Okay. So I prepared for this for the first time in podcast history. Nice. I'm not currently enjoying it, but I will be enjoying it. The Netflix series, The One, um, I read the book last year and I really liked it. So looking forward to diving into that now that I have time because I've watched the three movies that I was obligated to watch by yep. today. You're and, free for a little bit. Yeah. And then promptly forgot about until, you know, like Sunday. So we're good. Nice. Uh, I can't fall back on a lot of my usuals because we finished Ted Lasso and WandaVision's done. This Friday, we get Falcon and the Winter Soldier and the four and a half hour cut of Justice League. So that'll be good. I guess I'll throw another book out there because I'm just looking around. I'm not really playing any games or I haven't. I mean, I watched 1917 and Shutter Island for the first time. Everyone <laughs> else already knew those were super good except me, but now I do too. So if you were like me and hadn't watched those two movies yet, check them out. I'll give it, I haven't finished it yet, so hopefully it doesn't, you know, fail the landing, but the, there's a wife upstairs is a good book. Yeah, well, you, you talked it up enough that I bought myself a copy. I haven't started it yet, but. Yeah, it uh, takes a little bit to, because I, I tend to go into books knowing literally nothing. Uh, 
I got this one from the library because I saw, I think someone from Sci-Fi and Scary said, hey, this is really good. And I went, okay, I'll read that. And it takes a little bit to play its hand. For the first chunk, it's just sort of a protagonist I wasn't a big fan of, doing things I wasn't a big fan of. And then it kind of plays its, oh, by the way, this is what the book is about. And I was in. And I haven't finished it yet, so we'll see. I think I'm like 75% done, but it's one of those good kind of, it seems like an easy one to recommend for just about everybody. Like if you just want yourself a a good thriller, I, I just, I have to assume there's a movie in the works for this thing. It just yeah, screams from the producers of the girl on the train. Hopefully they do better with it than they did with girl on the train if they do remake it although i didn't love the book on that one either but uh, i didn't i didn't read it i just saw the movie and it was fine yeah the book was also just fine i think i gave it like a generous three stars but um the way upstairs is also a jane Eyre retelling so that's why i'm pretty pumped about it Uh, okay i've not read jane Eyre, so it's excellent you should read it it's my favorite book oh oh shit then you should be into this i would think (laughs) Yeah, either a movie or I could even see, you know, Netflix limited series or something. <laughs> um, unless I come back next week and go, yeah, I read the final 25%. No. So we'll see. Uh, that's been kind of getting the bulk of my I have a few spare seconds time. Um, I also started playing a Goosebumps game for Xbox and it's shit. So don't play that. <laughs> Shocking. Well, that's it. That's Mortal Kombat. Um, Thank you to Tev Sound for the theme song. Thank you to Sam also for joining me here today. You're welcome. Uh, Stay tuned next week. We are, I was going to say finishing, but that's not true. Continuing for the first time since November 1st, I think, our Indiana Jones, our journey through the Indiana Jones movies with uh, Last Crusade. Wads didn't 100% confirm he's in, but Jordan did, so... Hopefully Wads has fallen in line. And fittingly, yesterday they announced a 4K Blu-ray box set for the Indiana Jones movies in June. So just in time for me to be done watching them. So I assume we'll wrap it up in May. So that's coming up. And then I'm hesitant to announce what April is yet, but I think it's a themed month. I think people will enjoy it. So we'll see. Uh, we have the Patreon I mentioned at the top of the show at patreon.com slash like this podcast. Help me buy a new mic. Help me buy another external hard drive. Help me pay to rent Mortal Kombat movies and then reimburse (laughs) Sam. Here's a couple bucks (laughs) for Annihilation and I'm sorry. Uh, you can follow us on all of the things. What Blu-rays are Sean is shot by these days? I don't know. You better hop on Instagram and find out or, What are his thoughts on random things he encounters throughout the day? Maybe check out Twitter. Or why hasn't there been an update in two weeks? Follow us on Facebook. (laughs) And always remember that those were $500 sunglasses, you asshole. Mortal Kombat!